Alrighty, hello and welcome to Are We Forcing It? I'm Annie. I'm Marianne. And this is episode four. Four of our series? Mm-hmm. I think it's only episode well, three of our series. Yeah, part four yeah. of um Obi Wan. Of Kenobi, yes, of our after show slash three days later <laughs> recap mm. and top okay. five moments. Um which I guess we could have a better title, but it's too late. We published mm -hmm. them all under this title. So, yeah, if you've never listened to us before, which would be kind of weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> we are a Star Wars discussion-based podcast. This past Wednesday was episode four, part four. Mm -hmm. Part four, mm-hmm. And so from here on out, you've been warned, full spoilers. But you know what? It's Saturday when we're recording this, so, like, mm -hmm. you've had time. So, um, yeah, we're each going to run through top five moments, and then we'll have a short general discussion. Marianne, do you want to kick it off? With the top five? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so these were my top five takeaways. Number five, Tala is awesome. Oh, yeah. I That's love on her. my list. I love her. She is... If I'm getting the story straight, she initially voluntarily joined the Empire but then realized what was going on and said, hell no. And has been secretly spying on them ever since. And so she uses her officer clearance to get in and out of places, as we saw. Correct. So I like her. I think she's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Number four, we finally get a great look at Fortress Inquisitorius. Uh, if you've never played Jedi Fallen Order, this is probably going to be a little confusing to you. So Fortress Inquisitorius, if you've never played, is where um, I believe it's where they were trained. Is where they trained all the Inquisitors. I do know that that's where all the interrogation happens. They brought any surviving Jedi or Force-sensitive children to Fortress Inquisitorius, and that's where they would either turn them to the dark side or torture them so much that they died. And so uh, in Jedi Fallen Order, that's like the final stage is Fortress Inquisitorius. And um, it's on the planet Nur, which is in the Mustafar system. And I always thought this was funny that Nur was completely water while Mustafar was completely lava. <laughs> so I always thought that was funny. But, um, you know, they need contrast. And yeah, exactly. Stuff I'm, like sure, that. I'm sure in the Hoth system, there's a tropical planet somewhere, you know. Sure. Um, but anyway, so, but the, the one thing that they didn't have in Jedi Fallen Order was that Hall of Horror, their, their trophy hall of all the the jedi and oh my um, gosh i already forgot about that, that. i mean i know you just rewatched it but trauma block, honestly. i didn't think about it to like put it in my top five so let's talk about it real quick did you see master sanube yeah i recognized him saw them and i was like i think there was a lot of confusion because i also saw this in the screen junkies review um, where they were like, are these things in carbonite? But no, they're just look like amber preserved. Yeah, like yeah. they're just preserved in these fluid icy. It legit, like my first thought was amber. That was my first thought. Jurassic Park and amber. And somebody, somebody on TikTok, I can't remember who it was. They were theorizing that maybe that this was tying us to. Um, Rise of Skywalker with Palpatine cloning. Sure, yeah. I saw that and I saw them talking about um 
a lot of people thought when they while he was walking down the hallway there was going to be a original snoke looking creature oh that, that but i think that, that they i think that um just the nail in the coffin of my feelings <laughs> is the oh, little guy oh the youngling god. i literally yelled oh my god when we came to that and yeah, oh. i was like holy shit like oh my god they were <laughs> they're not fucking around with this show oh my god Ruben had texted me when he was watching it. This was before I had a chance to watch it. And he was like, this isn't exactly a spoiler, but the Empire does not care. Like, gives no, no Fs, gives no shits about children. And I was like, okay. Like, because I kind of figured they were going to do something to Leia. Like, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's not super spoilery. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, this is well, so much worse. In Jedi Fallen Order, Cal has that vision of what were to happen if he were to use the list and find Force-sensitive children and try to train them while the Empire is still doing its thing. And in the vision, they get found out. The Purge Troopers come after them. And they take them back to Fortress Inquisitorius and they torture them. Like they even show one of the younglings in that torture chair that Leia was in. Right. And so, yeah, like they don't, and I liked that person's theory about if this is like a, and it kind of, I think it almost kind of ties in with um, the Mandalorian too, because they want Grogu and they were trying to sample his blood, remember? Right. Yeah. And then I think I semi agree. Like I don't, I should say I don't disagree. Right. All right. I'm like, okay, that's a good theory. Let's see how it pans out kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Okay, so Fortress Inquisitorius, that, that one was fun. Next on my list is the new character, Roken, played by uh, O'Shea Jackson, a.k.a. Ice Cube Son. <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely forgot he was in this show. He called Obi-Wan General. Like, that popped out at me immediately. Okay, like, two things here. One, Obi-Wan was probably incredibly well-known during the Clone Wars. Like, he, you know, he was not a, he was a very popular general during the Clone Wars, so... Mm-hmm. his name synonymous with general was probably not uncommon but at the same time it's like you know something like there there's something there's some kind of connection between Roken and Obi-Wan I think when I was watching it I didn't have a ton of time so I didn't like go back and research but I was under the impression he was somebody from the Clone Wars I just wasn't remembering or I don't think they really from... talked about his character rebels maybe well when i first saw him i was like because i heard him call him general um somewhat forgetting that they also call him general in revenge of the sith and i think that's like a callback that i always forget about because Mm. i revenge of the sith is the star wars movie i've seen the least like i think i've seen it in in its entirety once because before i had had only seen it in bits and pieces because when it came out i um kind of like have a not like a fear but i should say i have an avoidance of certain violences because as a teenager and a child i would have bad nightmares as an adult it's not so bad um so i you know i don't care quite as much i still don't do like horror movies but like i can watch revenge of this it but i kind of forget things like that where it's like everyone did call him general and even though it's like um, I think it stands out a little more because in the Clone Wars, they established 
that all the Jedi are generals and the Padawans right. are, are commanders, directly yeah. beneath them. Yeah. They're commanders. Um, yeah. But most of the Jedi wouldn't just be known as general. But Kenobi, like you said, would have been really popular. They they sent him to go do to go do to go, you know, take care of Grievous. They sent him to go save the Chancellor. Right. Like Kenobi's That's what I'm saying. The guy. So- you know, because it, it, it just was interesting to me because he's the only one, because Tala doesn't refer to him as general, um, and Haja doesn't either, but Roken does. And so I'm just like, why? Why did you refer to him as general other than maybe you're just either being polite or, but I don't know. That was something that stuck out to me, and I'm I'm curious to see if they'll explore that more. Um, number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> the very last scene. When Leia reaches out to hold Obi-Wan's hand, I am not <laughs> kidding. I immediately started sobbing when she reached out and took his hand. And that look he gave her, oh my God. Like, I just watched it again tonight and I was sobbing. Oh man, like that was just so, it, and somebody brought this up also on TikTok, 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 TikTok. How it kind of does a callback to the previous episode where Tala says actions can speak are louder than words. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and that's exactly what happens here. Like no nothing spoken, just that. The hand holding, you know, her taking his hand. I think it also shows that she fully trusts him as well. Because you know, she was having some trust issues with him. But I think she like truly trusts and cares for him. And it really um it really uh drives the point home about why Leia named her son Ben in the first place. I think that's what they're trying to do too is to give the reason why Leia named him Ben. Because people were like, you know, before this people were like, why would she name him Ben? She had hardly anything in the movies. She had hardly she sent him a message and she knew about him that was it but yet she named her son ben yeah um and now I we've got this and we know why i think my assumption back when the sequels first came out was because it was ben mm. kenobi that brought princess leia and han solo together mm, that was my point. assumption but then i like this um and there was i saw somebody because i know we talked a little bit either last week or the week before about um, how this was originally a movie. And apparently it's very similar to the plot of the movie. Like their pitch for the movie was Leia's taken. He's got to go save her. Cause she's literally the only reason he would ever leave tattooing. Mm-hmm. And which right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like I, well, agree. and somebody pointed this out and I'm just like, man, I wish I was this smart, but each episode make pays some kind of homage to, I, I, I think I sent you that TikTok, that friend of mine. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, point, I'm like, holy shit, I never would have thought of that. But, um, so be curious to see what five and six was going to happen there. But, um, oh, dear. I know. Yeah. People are thinking that episode five is going to be the flashback episodes. It's going to be the flashback episode. They think there's we'll going to be more flashbacks. I don't, I'm personally not expecting flashbacks because Star Wars doesn't do a ton of them. Like, it was weird that they were in the rise of skywalker and not i'm not complaining about the rise of skywalker in this episode but um it was just kind of weird because it was like star wars just doesn't generally do flashbacks um but they might (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> only order 66 flashbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, pain. maybe it'll just be a whole episode mm. of snippets from Revenge of the Sith. Who knows? But, you know, I know, right? But, it'll, but I am. Yeah. And that's like the, yeah. All right, so number one, number one for me was we finally are seeing Obi-Wan healing that connection, healing his connection with the Force. We're starting to see that. And I am going to die on this fucking hill because this is what's driving me crazy about the fandom right now. The fandom is like, oh, this isn't Obi-Wan. Nah, this is lazy writing. This is terrible writing. Nah. I'm like, listen, you fuckers. <laughs> we were told this is taking place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay? So you really think Obi-Wan is going to come out of a war that he was a general in who was betrayed by the very men he trusted and they nearly killed him comes home to find out his family and home has been completely destroyed because his brother went on a fucking rampage and again betrayed everything that they stood for and then he saw his best friend's wife die you really think he's not going to come out of this with PTSD on top of that he saw his master die so you really think Obi-Wan Kenobi is not going to come out of this? A ton of other PTSD. people in the war. I mean, yeah. if, we're, if we're really considering Clone Wars as canon, which we are. It um, is canon. Yes, absolutely. Think of how canon. many other Jedi died in the war that right. Obi-Wan witnessed. Not to mention he was, Satine, he was of course. almost executed. You know? And Satine, absolutely. He saw uh, the And all the Maul killed. stuff for real. Yeah, and Maul wouldn't <laughs> leave him the fuck alone. And so it's like, it just pisses me off to no end that people are like especially the the hallway scene they're like it was so lazy and i'm like because he's finally getting his mojo back you fucking bastards his lightsaber had been buried in the sands of tattooing for 10 years you really think this, he went uh, out there to practice i saw this tiktok today where they were like um I'm trying to remember the exact phrase. Basically, they were like, you don't care about storytelling. You want a power. Like, you yes, care about PowerPoint. I started following him. Yeah, I started following him. He's great. Um, did you actually yeah. send that to me? <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. But I don't anyway, know. Um, and what it basically means is people are watching more to find things to talk about than they do actually care about the story, exactly. which is very true, but also something i love that i've seen so many of these and it's so crazy because even with boba fett um i feel well boba fett wasn't nearly as good as this show i will say but no i like um, one better yeah yeah obviously but um even with boba fett i felt like people were just still really negative and like this sucks and blah 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 but with kenobi i feel like there's this whole turnaround especially of the older fan like the millennials um because i do think that it's like by her gen xers and then like gen z that's coming in with all these stupid thoughts um but i just love when people like someone complained this is one of this is on my list but like the um they were complaining about how lazy it was that they left the way they did like with their stupid disguise and this is just an example, but I've seen it like five different versions of this where they're like, what do you think you're watching? 
We're not yes, them, exactly. This is Star Wars, you fools. And exactly. they're like, do you remember the original where Han Solo was like, all good up here, check. And they were like, who are you? And he just shot the, you know, like. Exactly. Oh, somebody was like, if A New Hope had come out today, people would hate it. I think it's true. I mean. Yeah. No, I agree. I think if I, Star Wars, yeah. that the original trilogy came out today, people would hate it. Because There's it's no like, way. it's not about nuance. And if you want it to be about nuance, you're looking in the wrong place. There is a lot of nuance to it. But the people that are complaining about how there's no nuance don't actually know what nuance is. It just so. pisses me off. Like, I have this whole rant on my drafts on TikTok where I'm just like, <clears throat> I was like, I'm gatekeeping. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I am crap. gatekeeping. If anyway. you, um, like, if all your, it's like, you don't care about Star Wars. You don't care about storylines, character development, story arcs, character arcs. You don't care about any of that shit. All you care about is fucking lightsaber duels. That's it. You don't give a shit about what happens. It's like, we saw we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. You just want to go from point A to point B, which is Revenge of the Sith Kenobi to A New Hope Kenobi without actually taking the goddamn journey. You know? it. Now I'm knocking over my Batman people. I don't know And it's just like It just pisses me off so much because it's like we need to know what happened in between because we need to, there's no way that the man is not suffering from PTSD in the desert. What's wrong with knowing about all that? And then on top of that, there's this line in Rebels and this um, person who does edits pointed this out on TikTok where when Maul is like, look what you've become and Obi-Wan's like, look what I've risen above or something like that. Look what I've risen above. And, and then he just kills Maul, but it's not even... It was more like Malm is... Didn't he just, like, one swipe take him out? There was, like, a couple of moves, and then, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. but it was still very smooth. Yeah. But then it's clearly a different level of skill than it is in Revenge of the Sith, in yes. my opinion. And he I feel like it's very... Changed. Yeah, and I, like, I totally agree, where I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of nuance. The nuance is we have to consider where he is and this is like a character study of somebody mm-hmm. like a version of the character but not a version of the character a stage of the character we haven't seen before but right exactly these people that are complaining about nuance really just want to see the action involved yep and that's and then they complain about it and then <laughs> and unfortunately then, you have people who it. have a lot of clout in the Star Wars community, I'm not going to name any names because they don't deserve to be named. That's one particular YouTube channel who this person has just, they are telling their followers that, I don't know if this person is just being satirical or what, but they think that, no, you shouldn't be happy with any new Star Wars project that has to be perfect, has to be exactly what we want. Like, no, they don't have to cater to us. Okay, mm-hmm. they're telling and the story there's... what they thought George, how George Lucas should have told it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's um, this is another movement I've seen from the positive side of the fandom, where they're like, "Your biggest problem is that you wanted something to happen, like you had a yep. theory." And this is the same problem, and they said it. I don't remember who it was. Sorry, I'm not citing any sources. Um, they had said. Like, it's been going on, and it's part of the MCU problem, where they're like, people have fan theories, and then they're like, oh, this would be so cool. And then 
if that one cool thing doesn't happen, they think nothing's cool. Yep. And like, I agree it would it would have been cool if we had entire episodes of the Clone Wars flashbacks, but that's not the story they're telling. And exactly. like, I'm happy to watch the story they're telling. Yeah, Did we people, get to your number one, by the way? Yeah, that was my number one. People oh, okay. are people have way too many expectations. Like, you can't go into this with expectations. You, you you can have wants that you would like to see. Don't go in with these such high expectations. It's just, that's, then you're not going to enjoy it. On that similar note, my top five, my number five, was the scene, which this, I guess, is more of a visual thing, speaking of cool visual things, of which there are some. And one of them is the scene where the lights go out and he took down the stormtroopers in the dark. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I was like, yes, <laughs> like this is the level. And again, I heard someone talk about this. Um, we should just call this podcast things we heard other people talk about. <laughs> anyway, um, basically we they were like, the way they did this is that he still isn't up to full power, but it still looks really cool because you only see half of the move. You know, it was really good. I will say, um, I really, really wanted... There were a lot of, like you said, uh, the, each movie is an episode, or the corresponding movies to the episodes, there's like a theme going on. He took down that stormtrooper. Like, he dragged him away, choked him out, or whatever. And then he didn't freaking put on his stormtrooper armor. Oh, I was expecting that, too. I was like, wait, why didn't you like, put that on? come on well then i was like i wonder if they had done it and then they were like no nah, we need to reshoot this <laughs> or like, if they I were just like no nah, we need to leave that or like you know maybe they were just like maybe it's just a wink like just I like totally you guys got was it expecting that when he took out that stormtrooper like ah oh, he's gonna put on that that uniform and then he came out like oh my gosh he's gonna do the thing and then he didn't and i was like (laughs) that i will say i was kind of annoyed but not so much because he's back to wearing his jedi outfit yeah yeah, did you see that yeah where did he get it did i just miss the part where they gave it to him well (laughs) he came out of the back i mean he wasn't gonna show up for the meeting and you know naked (laughs) but i mean he wasn't he was still wearing his like tatooine outfit so I guess he must have brought the Jedi clothes with him. Would be my assumption. Kind of interesting that they're a little baggy. Stuff hanging around. Well, yeah, again, dude has... Apparently, I mean, dude gonna... doesn't eat much, if you, uh, if you remember in the first episode. He is noticeably... Well, I shouldn't say noticeably. He does seem thinner and now, but I think it's partly age, but then partly just... Even though he got beefed up for this role... Um, I think it's just partly that back then they tried to pad him out more to make him look more like he could be Alec Guinness in 20 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he had more layers. I don't know, but I'm not complaining about it. Like I think it just adds to that level of storytelling, which again, these imbeciles don't yes. know or care about. That was number five, was that whole thing. Um, I guess on those same lines though, the episode four callback is how they're on the Death Star sneaking around. He's in the Inquisitor. What do you call it? The Grand Inquisitor? What's it Fortress called? Inquis- Fortress Inquisitorius. Yes, okay. When he's in the Fortress Inquisitorius. Um, it is very new Hopi. And, you know, not mad about it. So, speaking of that, number four for me is all of the Fallen Order stuff, um, but specifically the underwater hallway thing, where, you know, something happens, 
Um, they shoot something. He ricochets it. It goes straight into the window. The window kind of cracks. He tries to hold it. It's a whole thing. This is basically the last scene of Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, 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 um, yes. Exactly. When Vader is holding the water back. Yep. Yeah, basically the same. And it's crazy because it's like, if this is the same hallway and that happened five years ago, you think they would have freaking like Fixed that. reinforced <laughs> well, it by now. Well, but in, in Jedi Fallen Order, it wasn't a, a bullet that took out the water. Cal was the one who crushed the glass as a diversion. So still, though, but still, yeah, like, version of it is taking it down like, now. Somebody used the force, and now a blaster bolt has uh, destroyed that window. There's a problem, guys. You need to contact your contractor, whoever built this. Yeah. I mean, I will say I assumed that's how they were going to escape because that's how they escaped in Jedi Fallen Order. But then they didn't escape that way. It was just like a, a, a delusion, a diversion. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hey, look, Fallen Order callbacks everywhere. Oh, um, yeah. No, everything yeah. in the And I also recognized definitely... the torture table from it mm -hmm. as well. Because there's several scenes of it because there's all that stuff with... um. Her name's Seer, right? Like Seer they tortured Trilla. her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trilla also got tortured. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, the one and with the, the vision. The nameless Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. So I recognized that. I was like, ooh, fallen order everywhere. Oh well, I do um, remember uh, apparently Ewan McGregor had said in an interview that they were uh trying to stay true to the video game. Cause or they, yeah, you know. which makes sense since this entire episode is like the entire boss level of that episode. Of that of that or game, of that yeah, exactly. Game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Makes sense. And I think Fallen Order was extremely well received by like the entire fandom. So I think it's a good, well, entire, the gaming fandom, which I think cares more <laughs> in smarter ways than certain other aspects of the fandom. Yeah. Um, I say that not being an actual part of the gaming fandom. <laughs> anyway, um, but it was so well received. And part of it was because of the level of lore and world building as far as the fortress inquisitors or whatever um go. yeah great <laughs> i didn't not say it wrong that um you know i think that it just they were trying to lean into that and i appreciate it so that was Yay. my number four number three as you said tala being an absolute badass the back and forth the exchange there we go the exchange she had with Riva, where it was like, can she convince Riva that she is also a spy for the rebels? But they're not the rebels yet. They're just no. calling this sector is calling themselves the path, which is yeah. what she's looking for. And you know, I didn't actually summarize this episode, but it's okay. Everyone knows. Anyway, moving on. I just realized. Um, and so it was interesting because at one point I was like, is this going to do a full like turn around where she's like where she actually tells her everything because she's actually a triple agent but yes. it wasn't like no. that was fine um, yeah i think i was thinking the same thing i was like oh god please don't let this be where she betrayed like, that would suck but it would be interesting <laughs> you know like i was like ah but actually i didn't you know i really liked her in the episode i thought she was a decent like star wars edition um it that felt line, very rebelsy. the line where she says i guess we're, you're all soldiers now after wade was killed i was like oh that that, <laughs> <Not bites>. wade. <laughs> oh, that hurt <laughs> oh and then i was trying to figure out if i was supposed to know who these pilots were but i think i didn't 
paid yeah. enough attention they were when they um them. yeah they were when they were when roken tala and obi-wan were talking about how to get into fortress inquisitorius those two were there at that meeting no right i remember that and then they were like we're not coming and we're not soldiers like i remembered all of right. that but i was trying to figure out if it's like you know in rebels when they have these random pilots they're always people that you actually know who they are like wedge is in several episodes mm -hmm. um the one i think his name was mark even though we don't know who mark is he was tied to one of the rebel admirals mm -hmm. or generals or something and so anyway um but they didn't really introduce them i think they're just supposed to be random pilot the expendable orange jumpsuit pilot of star there wars you. yeah um yeah my number one though which is not something i was i should clarify it's not something i was amazed at or impressed with i was just highly entertained was what i will call the muppet man trope which is when they just stuck leia in the jacket <laughs> and walked through the hangar and i know a lot of people were like there is no way that could work that was one of the other things someone was like um what do you think you're watching Yes. Like, it's Star Wars. But also, if there's chaos and everyone's just running by, I wouldn't stop to, like, just, you know, I, like, if you were in Walmart and it was just full of people and then everyone's headed to the door, I don't think you would randomly notice that one person is wearing an overcoat that could have a child in it. That like, was hilarious, though. It People have been, like, taking, editing that scene with a, don't be suspicious. Now, don't be suspicious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest thing ever. That, I was just so entertained. And again, I think this is one of my favorite trends right now, especially on TikTok, is just people that are like, what do you think you're watching? This is in Cannes Film Festival. You know, this is Star Wars. And it has exactly. very specific levels of tropes. Exactly. And if you are not entertained, it's not their fault. Um, the only, I shouldn't say it's a complaint because they actually recognized it, was that the him saving Leia thing is the story. And even though I had said in our earlier episode where I was like, I hope that's not the story, I'm not mad at, about it at this point. Like, I think this was a good episode. I know a lot of people are complaining that it was filler. A lot of people didn't like it. I think it's just because the story itself didn't move forward that much because he just had to go rescue Leia. Like, it's one story beat. I mean, I'm not complaining. I don't think it's filler at all because it's for Reva, or not Reva, Tala's character. Right, and we are seeing progression in Obi-Wan's character, too. Yeah, I agree. I skip my number two. Oh, God, what was your number two? Um, it was Riva being an absolute menace. Oh, Riva. Okay, we still stand yeah. Riva, but golly woman, I swear to God, you put a, you harm one little hair on that girl and I will come after you. <laughs> Man, I thought she, I don't know how to put it because I was like, she won't hurt her. Like, we'll see a soft side of her. And no, no soft side. Also, she saw right through Leia's little schemes. But also it was weird because I was like, does Leia know where they are? I thought Leia wasn't like, would a 10-year-old who's never been off Alderaan I'm trying to think if they mentioned the name of the planet. I'm trying to think if they mentioned Jabim to her. And I don't know. I can't remember if Jabim was said in front of oh, her Oh, I not. think she did. Because Tala told her, you need to go here and they will take you to Jabim. I think that's what, when she said, go on, I'll go help Obi-Wan. You know? Okay. 
I think that she did. So, I, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that was the other one. It's because my number three is Tala being an absolute badass, and number two says Reva being an absolute menace. And I think I just read over it. Like, I so read like it, and Reva, I was like, oh, I already talked about that. Reva is still awesome. Yeah, I think Re I like her better now. Like, I I dislike her more in the way you should now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. How I feel. She's becoming more and more menacing. I do kind of think we're going to get, if we get flashbacks, they're going to be Reva's. That's my Yeah, like we'll get assumption. an idea why she is so hell-bent on capturing um, Obi-Wan. I do think it's a big, um, again, not really a complaint. It's kind of more of amusing at this point. Um, I know some people were complaining that the show isn't all about Obi-Wan versus Vader, but in a way it is. I'm surprised we haven't seen more Vader at this point, even though we already saw more than I thought. <laughs> like, mm. it's, I have conflicted Vader feelings um, because, especially with all of the press that Hayden Christensen's been doing, I'm sure they're going to have another confrontation. But then I also, <clears throat> I want to know how they're going to tie up all of our, like, they they're teasing some kind of backstory with Reva, so I feel like that has to be resolved because it's not like they were greenlit for season two until after they finished production. So I feel like they have to wrap this thing up with Reva. They have to get Leia home, and they have to do this Obi Wan versus Vader thing. And I'm not sure how it's going to happen in two episodes. And where the heck is Kamal and Johnny? <laughs> like, where is he? What is he doing? Yes. <laughs> It was he just a random one character, which is fine. I just need to know. Um, yes. Um, but then I'm kind of worried they're, they used him. He's a bigger actor, arguably, than all of these other people they've brought in. Um, and I think sometimes Somebody... when they do that, it's because when they're going to bring him back to kill him off in the last episode, you'll remember who he is. Well, somebody said that somewhere when they were this official release it said that he was playing a character that's been seen before and so people were thinking right. it was Anakin's friend um oh what's his name I feel like it was probably a misdirect though or, I don't know or a theory rather than I don't know, but, but it was I something guess, that was know, officially released by Lucasfilm was about it. Yeah, it was something that Lucasfilm or Star Wars had released. I don't know. It was really weird, but um, <clears throat> um, I'm really interested to see how five and six are going to play out. Uh, I am not. Um, I am not annoyed or mad or anything about the lack of Darth Vader. I and, do. You know, I'm one of these people that thinks Vader is most menacing when he's aloof. Like yeah. in Rogue One, you, he's what? Three scenes? But one of them is like the best scene he's ever in. Right, yeah. So I'm not like a lot of people, I guess like, because like uh, there's this one TikTok who's been getting like reamed by people who was like he was mad that he feels that this show is all about Reva and Leia and not about Obi-Wan and Vader when Hayden and Ewan did the press release with Moses Ingram. And I was like it is about Obi-Wan. Are we watching the same show or not? I yeah, mean, I definitely like... think it's still, there's definitely less Reva in it than there was in the first episode. Like, 
I could see that comment coming out of the first episode, but not after any episode, including episode two. And you know, it's crazy because not crazy, but well, yes, it's crazy for them to think that I should say, because you know how insistent George Lucas is or was, I should say, since he's no longer in charge, that every character gets a backstory. That's why Mm -hmm. we have entire Star Wars encyclopedias and wikipedia and stuff like that is because he's like everyone has to have a name and everyone must have a backstory although part of that is actually a hollywood thing i've heard a lot of directors will do it because if your background actors are listed under a named character they're much more likely to get work in the future instead of being person number one Mm, or you know extra number one if you are Admiral Akbar, you know, and Michael, yeah, so well, okay, this is a very I can't very, say I'm that's so why George Lucas does it, but I want to be a Wikipedia entry. <laughs> I want to get, I want to be in Star Wars just so I can have a Wikipedia entry. It could be a minor character. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it could be fine, <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah, so that's basically my top five, and or yeah, my top five moments and stuff. I think that's all we have for this week, unless you have any last thoughts. No, I'm excited for five. Curious to see what happens now. Um, kind of, it's. I mean, it's episode five. We're halfway. We're more than halfway through the series now, and so can't wait to see how episode five is gonna hurt me. I can't wait to see what kind of trauma I'll have next week. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, what is Star Wars if not traumatic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Annie. I'm Marianne. And join us next time to figure out whether or not we're forcing it. Bye. Bye.